0: All right. Welcome everybody. We are back. Lee summit town hall. Our very first Facebook live episode, the mailbag episode. Welcome to the show a weekly podcast about what you can do to make a difference. I am Nick Parker publisher of link to Lee's summit and joining me for this conversation on community news and issues is my longtime co-host Jason Norberry and my short timer co-host John Bedoin who's recently joined the club. Welcome guys. Welcome. I'm gonna
1: say this for the record. I do that way better than you do. I'm just gonna put that out there on the record.
0: So. Look, I'm, I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm not as good. No, that's no, so. So next week, you get the intro. back. I get that back
1: then. All right. So our unofficial sponsor today, just because John wanted to make sure we mention it, is the acai berry. <laughs> John. John is enjoying a blueberry acai diet coke today. There's, there's
2: nothing better than that.
1: And and we are gonna we are gonna be very excited about the acai berry and and talk about it. No further. I'm feeling invigorated.
0: Well, before we can officially open up the mailbag and get some listener questions, we need to take care of a few obligations and thank our amazing sponsors, Shred KC and Budget Blinds of Lee Summit. Hey, John, I hear Shred's got a big event coming up.
2: They do. We can join the local fitness experts and hosts of the Shred podcast, Ryan Waters, Aaron Simpson, and Jody Rue from 7 and 9 p.m. this Thursday at Bridge Space in Lee Summit for a special event offering tips and education on living a healthy lifestyle.
0: Jason. Yeah. As always, Lisa town Hall is brought to you by the good people at Budget Blinds. Budget Blinds! And we got a tip for you. Another tip from Budget Blinds. When you're planning your bedding, think odd.
1: Honestly, as I said last week, I can't think anyway, but, but if you're going to put pillows on your bed, put an odd number of pillows because that way you get that very, very important Marie Kondo esque balance. And it will spark joy. Brings you joy. And that means
0: you can keep your bed and keep your pillows.
1: So all the dumb stuff we do now on this Facebook Live will actually be visible as opposed to when we usually (laughs) record when all that dumb stuff is not visible to us to do that. So that is fabulous. So, all right. So, Nick, what is going on soon down here in this fabulous town we call Lee Summit?
0: Got a few quick reminders for everybody. Spring open house for downtown Lee Summit is happening this weekend on Friday and Saturday. Make your way down there. All three of us are huge supporters of the downtown area. We like it. John and I happen to be even cooler. We we, we live down here. Right. Uh, you're not gonna say more? No, That's I at I, I, I could talk
2: about downtown all day. We're <laughs> we gonna kick this off with of downtown.
1: <laughs> oh, we're gonna get there. We're gonna get there. Yeah.
0: Uh, the sold out taste of Lee Summit benefit for Lee Summit Education Foundation is this Saturday. And next Saturday, get down here at noon for the Emerald Isle Parade. And if you get rid of the kids after that, you can Mm. have some fun, too, at the pub crawl.
2: Can I also plug the uh, Prodeo Trivia Night this Friday?
0: Absolutely. Prodeo
2: Trivia Night this Friday, 7 o'clock, Paradise Park.
1: So, John, I have a pub crawl question.
2: Sure. Well, I don't know anything about the pub crawl. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I've never seen you in it before at all. So
1: here's here's the question, John. Yeah. Are we too old to go to the pub crawl? No. No, no. We're, now, you're, you're a couple years younger than I am. So, is are we? Is the, is couple, the, yeah. is the Rubicon across there? Somewhere uh, I, I the would well? say
2: we're too old to be out after eight. Yeah, well, but, I'm definitely um, too. I'm too but, lame to be out. But after if eight. you if you start at two, I would say people in their forties need to probably be done by yeah eight or nine
1: o'clock. Eight or nine o'clock yeah. is that your plan for the? Uh, no,
2: I, I, Addie and I will be volunteering that day, uh-huh. and actually she's going to be in the parade, I believe, and then I'll be helping clean up after the parade. Yeah. So no, didn't, there's no. You didn't know the pub crawl no no there's no pub crawling for john this year oh
1: because wait you're a dad i'm a a dad first that's the way it should be that's That's the way it should be so there's the answer is when are we too old is when we can't dump our kids (laughs) off for anybody else yeah Uh uh-oh good job Uh good job turning on the sound there
0: do we have the audio worked out i just ruined it let's get to the mailbag guys yeah let's do it we had a few people send us some topics yes and some questions (coughs) ahead of time so let's start off with this one we had some people curious about the new strategic planning initiative the city's doing let's let's start off with this here's what i'm going to ask you guys how is this different than what we did a few years ago then it was called lee summit 360. john I'm going to kind of go to you because okay. you, you were here and involved, and right. I was. That was before I kind of came back right. to town and, and got involved. So, so why don't? Can you give us just a quick, maybe comparison to the two processes?
2: Yeah. Well, and I, I don't know how much I can compare it to Ignite yet. Uh, I have my first meeting uh, on. We have a couple of meetings on Thursday that I'm going to be attending. But I was involved with Lee Summit 360 when I moved here uh, from Iowa. It was one, of the, virtually one of the first things I got involved with in 2009, and 2010, and, and of course, you know, back then we did. What was called KPAs the key performance areas healthcare uh which you know some subcommittees came out of of, of our healthcare KPA uh Vic cundiff and John Ellis were the the real drivers behind uh, that process 10 years ago and strategic envisioning processes like this are not are not unique obviously to least summit but I would say uh, in those years and with those hundreds and hundreds of volunteers that we saw uh, with Lee Summit 360 back during that time that we, we got I think we got a lot of good uh, deliverables out of of 360. there were committees that were formed out of 360 there were new initiatives put in place out of 360 uh, there were there were you know hu- human advisory and things like that that we still see today you know livable streets and, and 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 emphasis on 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 healthy lifestyles lots of things came out governmental Kpa lots of things came out of those. I think what we need to do with what's going to look different now is, of course, the city looks different. Uh, Ten years, you know, it looks different in 2019 than it did in 2009. Population is different. Population centers are different. Housing is 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 a little different. Our school district is is bigger. So, taking taking all of those things into consideration, I think what what ignite hopefully looks like it's going to do, and I've watched the videos and I've I've seen the. The uh, promotion from the city, I think, ignite's going to have that that some of that same uh, pop where we've we've cast a wide net and asked a lot of people to get involved. And I know that that's very important to Mayor Baird. It's very important to people in the city. It's very important to the people that are that are 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 igniting us in this in this process. They want to cast that wide net and, and really try to take in all ideas. The I'm hard jump in the here. hard part about that is paring that down and getting actual. Uh, getting things done. When, when it's time to when it's time to, to to put pen to paper we have to deliver things off that and I'm sure we will.
0: Well, I'm going to I'm going to follow up do you remember either of you what maybe two or three of the things that that were pulled out and set as goals in 360 that 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 were accomplished?
2: Off the top of my, well, yes. Um, you know, I, I'm fairly confident livable streets was one of those things. Right. That's yeah. one I would have gone yeah, to. That's, is, yeah. Livables, yeah. And, and, and Dr. Kramer and, and a few people really drove that bus on on that KPA. Uh, there were some governmental uh, uh, components that came out of it, there were some educational components that came out of that. But uh, uh, I believe on the city's website or even on the 360, if, they, if that site's still a thing, uh, that that they've, they've kind of put those measurables out. And, and, of course, that that's what you do during that time. You say, here's our time frame. Here's, you know, of the 220 people or 300 people that signed up for 360 and we pair these committees down to smaller subcommittees, what do we want to accomplish at that point? And I, I think you'll see some similar – uh, you'll see some similar goals this time around, but but they're going to look and feel different because you're going to have, quite frankly, you're going to have a lot different people today on those committees than you had 10 years ago.
1: Right. And I think so the, the 360, um, the, the livable streets one was one that not only we had two rounds of progress with that one, we had a resolution that the city passed and then there was an ordinance that the city's passed. And, and so from at the planning commission, anytime a development project comes up. There is a piece of it that has to be that the staff does a livable streets analysis and are they doing the things that they need to do to make this project comply with the things that the city did. So it's an impact that we still see today. Yeah.
0: Well, before I get to the next thing, I I, want to give a little shout out. We have three former guests on the show watching right now. So hello. Hello, Hillary, Betsy, Glenda.
2: Glenda Masters. Glenda Masters, right.
0: the community arts manager, right. cultural arts manager, cultural, oh, manager. cultural, cultural arts, arts manager. Linda. You better get your, her title. I got your, l- your title wrong.
1: She-, she will hammer you at on, the next. You're uh, on Facebook Live. You need your title council meeting. So.
0: well, you know she she made she made me run the the arts council meeting yesterday. So I'm a <laughs> her. I'm getting your title wrong as punishment, Glenda,
1: for making you do something. <laughs>
0: for making me work.
1: Well, that is so on brand for you. I can't even imagine it. <laughs>
0: Well, look, I'm going to get to to the next part, which is kind of a theme, Jason, for the show that you and I have done since we started more than 100 episodes later. I can't believe we still get people listening to this at that point. This is about – hopefully about helping people get involved in the process of government and in development. So the big thing I think about Ignite is I like all the different ways they're reaching out. This is not so much – we found a group of volunteers we're going to let them kind of go off in a in a hole and and, and do it but this is really as you said John casting a huge wide sure. net and and trying to give everyone a chance to to have their voice heard this is also going to move a lot faster than than previous versions of this. So, Jason, real quick, can you walk us through kind of the ways that people can be involved? And some of that starts tomorrow.
1: Yes, it does. There are tomorrow and Thursday. There are public engagements. Uh, This is the first round of those that will be out there. If you go to uh, Org, I believe it is, lsignite.org. Oh, wait a minute.
0: I got a title wrong, but you're struggling with the. I don't
1: understand the internet. It's fine. Uh, So as a whole, um, so you can go to either of those public engagements or at that website, which, you know, if you can find it, go to the city's website. They've got links all over the place on that. Uh, You can also do web engagement and answer questions, watch videos, do things of that nature to make sure that your voice is heard in that process. I am assuming there will be more public engagements in the month of March. As we go through this process, but these are the first two Wednesday and Thursday. Get those out there.
0: All right. Well, the next thing I want to talk about in this, I'm sure, is going to come up during all of the discussions, whether it's through through their stake, smaller stakeholder meetings or through the the broader community conversations. That's housing. Housing has been a, a big issue in our community for a while now. We've and especially when it comes to multifamily developments. We've have a lot that have come through lately, two have been now been kind of stopped at the council level. There's another one, proposed project in the downtown area that seems to have a lot more support than than the other two. But I think the the type of multifamily development has been what I think is is, is at at the heart of the issue, as we've seen kind of some some back and forth between what people want to see in future development John do you think, do you think I'm summarizing that right
2: I do um, yes and I and, and the reason we're having so many housing discussions is well there's a need but look at what's happened over the last three or four years uh, in Lee Summit with with the the new apartments in Longview being built and filled immediately and then you've got apartments on Chipman that are built and filled immediately and then another uh, uh, apartment complex right in front of right Smack dab in front of the MIC. Which is going to go up and, and be filled immediately? We, we we have a need here. the 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 big question is how much how much of those going to run? Where do we place them? What amenities are going to be there? What, uh, how does that change the dynamic of of the city? Uh, what populations are moving in there? Are they bringing kids into the district? Are they are they are these mostly single uh, uh, single men, single women, uh, retirees? There there's there's a lot of questions that go into that, but but you can't underestimate what's happening, which is we are building apartments and they're getting filled. We're, we're not building these and seeing them half empty.
1: Yeah, I would agree. Um, I, and, I'm, I'm and What gonna, does that mean?
2: There's the big uh, question. I'm
1: gonna apologize to uh, Council Member Forte, who's watching here um, in advance, but we're gonna go with this direction. So I think that the last two projects, I think are illustrative of some of the conflict um, and the tension that we have in what the future is gonna look like. So we had uh, a project come through with some uh, what I will call narrow-lot single-family housing down off of right. 150. And then we had an apartment complex that was proposed for the uh, one for the 50 Highway and Blackwell area. And both of those got um, basically not approved at the council level. One of them failed to give the supermajority it needed. The other was voted down 9 nothing. But both times I think there was a lot of conversation, and the opposition used – um the words luxury or what caliber of housing we're going to provide. And and so that that signals to me potentially a troubling trend. And you now most of the stuff that we have approved in the city um, in terms of new apartment complexes, they're either senior housing or they are self-defined as luxury housing. And and these last two have been questioned if they reach that luxury level. And one of them was very specifically not. The Allaire project was aimed at Entry-level new home buyers um, for a median person in this city, and and so my concern is is that this sets this trend is if we're going to set that that the the city's demand for any new housing product is going to be luxury. I think we're we're running the risk then of isolating or kicking out people or keeping out people who would want to live here who would broaden and enrich our community if we're not able to have a broad mix of housing styles for. Somewhat different market. That's where I think this housing discussion that will be had during the strategic planning thing will be able to maybe give some clarity to what we're dealing with. There's an opportunity for people to talk about okay, what kinds of projects do we want to have in Lee Summit? What kinds of locations do we want for that multifamily housing? I certainly can understand if a neighborhood does or doesn't want um, a certain type of development in their backyard. And, and they certainly put their, you know, the neighbors out in that Blackwell area did put their voice very clearly on the table that they didn't want that kind of housing. But those, you are correct, that demand is here. And it keeps filling up and keeps filling up. And so uh, what's that future going to look like? Are we going to be the type of community that, you know, is exclusively luxury building? Or are we going to be a community that maybe has open its market is open for a little bit broader range of housing types? obviously my opinion was kind of clear and all that but that's something that the city is gonna and the the residents of the city are going to have to have that conversation to give the council direction so if the council has some backing to be able to make those development decisions in the big picture
2: and bottom line we, we need more people living downtown this 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 the continued I was gonna say notion but it's a fact that you know we, we have 20 30 people living downtown we need to to increase that by a factor of 10 or 20 or more.
0: Well, we're about to get the factor of 10 or
1: potentially we're so. to get that factor yeah. of 10, so. Yeah.
0: Well, I am going to follow up before we move on a little bit. What <coughs> we've heard that a lot and 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 since I I do sit on the downtown board and I I get some insider views into it, but why do we keep hearing density that we want the density we need the density what what does that do for downtown
1: well i mean downtown you have to keep in mind is already a denser environment than most other places in the city so it's it's already that even though there's only 20 people who live in the central business district itself there are a lot more people kind of smooshed in smaller lots Things of that nature in the in the immediate environs, and especially if you expand it to the traditional sort of old Lee summit definition that's bounded by two ninety one Chipman and fifty Highway. So there's that. But the thing that makes downtowns go, and if you ask, you know, a person who like works in a downtown development area like myself or, or 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 people down here who are expert, the thing that makes them go is more people. And we've done a really good job as a community of making downtown Lee Summit popular to come visit to come shop, but we have no we don't have the capacity to make it that popular or more popular to live. Um, it's landlocked, it's built a lot of places, and so you see things like that's what's so exciting about this potential development on the former Methodist or the Methodist Church site at Second and Douglas, is that it you this is an opportunity to develop that and add several hundred people to the mix to live down here, which is a different kind of person um, or interaction with our downtown than we get with the people who are down here just to work or just to, to play on the weekends.
0: Well, that is going to be a good segue. I'm going to go right into a question here from one of our listeners. And I want to remind everybody that if you're watching on Facebook Live, punch in with a question or a comment. Let us know. We, we'll, we'll get to it. Here's a question from one of our listeners, Hillary Graves, who was a guest just a week ago. And if you haven't heard it, go listen to that interview that was a pretty good pretty good conversation, if I do say so myself. She wants to know, if you were going to add a business or service in downtown, what would it be? I'm going to answer first. I have a dream, guys. I want a butcher shop in downtown. I don't know if it's good for everybody else. I want a butcher shop in downtown.
1: You Okay, so you're really, once again, staying on brand, meat. Yes. Okay, can we have beer down here? Now it's meat. So we're gonna see where we go there, John. What do you got? That's really what I uh, well, like I, I'm
2: I'm gonna I'm gonna give my business. Uh, this is what I learned nine months of working at City Hall. Uh, the next business that comes downtown will be a business that that can sustain itself and find a spot in downtown. We we that no one gets to choose what that is. I mean, we want men's clothes down here. We want a butcher shop. Everyone wants a donut shop. Or do we need you know? Do we need our twenty first or twenty second bar and restaurant? Uh, do we need? Do, you know what? We did a study years ago with the EDC and the city to say what's the capacity in this expanded downtown, and what do we need here right now? And those answers there, there was a lot of things on that list. It was men's clothing, it was hotels, it was food, it was beverage. It was there were lots of things that that we felt could could expand down here. The thing that will work down here is the 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 business plan that 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 works in an in an area as you said in a dense downtown with very little parking. That, that where one spot happens to fit one space. Our, 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 our uh, available buildings right now are are virtually nil. So getting something, you know, if we had a wish list, yeah, I'd love a butcher shop and I'd love a donut shop, but. Uh, boy, there's 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 not many spots for those to go.
0: John's all, John's nude to the show. It's, all that he's got to remember it's about me, uh, right? I, and it's about me. Yeah. I'm also gonna say this. Ashley Noel just chimed in. Yeah. She says
1: yes to butcher your butcher shop. I would like I would like to note that all that talking around and John finally leaked out what he actually liked to see down here at the end, which is donuts. Donuts. So <laughs> well, <laughs> and once again, on brand. It's, it's good. I'm going to say I would like a a like a bodega or like a little uh, grocery, that kind of shop um, down here. That would be really cool, especially once we get the several hundred people that would come with that apartment complex. I think you might find a little bit more demand for that. Mm-hmm. And if not that, uh, you know, I mean, to be perfectly honest, I want a dumpling shop. But that's just because I want a dumpling shop in Lee Summit at all. And downtown is the best place to be for that. So okay. we're going to go there. <laughs> I, I, I just want
0: tease John by flashing the camera on him. I,
2: I want all sorts of shops down here, but no. But Hillary asked a good question, and and it's a question that 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 brings up a a bigger and deeper topic about about you know the city does You know, a lot of people we always hear this. I wish we had a Trader Joe's, or I wish we had this. The, the the city doesn't pick and choose those things. You know, developers the developers find their spot where they want to go, and and it could be um, someone asked us online about Paragon Star. We could we could see something move to a development like Paragon Star sometime, or a development like Townsend, or a development uh, out, out at Longview and, and Third. The market will determine that, and when the market determines that, and the developer comes with their plan, then then we see the things that we see open. Yep. It could be a butcher or a grocery shop. Is that what Ashley said?
0: Well, I think you should look up at at, at what Hillary has said. To oh,
2: you. come on, give a real answer. Okay, <laughs> listen, I'm I'm giving the realistic answer, which is I would love all of those, uh, all of the above,
0: <laughs> all of the above. All right. Well, hey, before I move to to the next topic, I do want to acknowledge that we had uh, we had a few people ask us about downtown's plans for a perf- performing arts space. Oh, that um, thing we voted on six years ago. The Thing we voted on six years ago there's really no news to, to to give on that I will say um, there are there are conversations being had and some plans being made but there's really just just nothing to report um, I, I don't know what else to say I might say that that in our 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 downtown meeting this week we're supposed to hear maybe some ideas i don't know yet but uh, so that's a movement that's a movement. i mean that's a so little that's, that's honestly really, uh, that's someone no saying news. it in a room
1: that's not like under lock and key like a closed session of city council that's kind of like progress
2: so you're going to hear a report at your board meeting i think so okay
0: Look at that! Journal, the at journalist that. instincts. Well, out. I listen. Well, I'm
2: listen. I'm I'm not You're on that board. You're gonna but,
0: nail him down.
2: But but Mia and other people have asked this question, and and I think it's a good question to ask, which is where where are we? What what? I mean, of course, we know what land we've secured and what land we don't have secure. Uh, we know that the price is going up exponentially, and we know that there's there's a, a few different ideas in place. We also know that that passed uh, from the voters by a wide margin six years ago, and we need to get on it. That's all. That's where I'll leave that.
0: There, like I said, there's yeah. really no other. And there's news really to, no other uh, news. Uh, and on I, I wish, that, I, right. wish I, I could offer more information, right. but, yeah. but but that's really it.
2: We're we're not breaking ground tomorrow. No. Okay. I just no. want to check.
0: I'm no.
1: pretty sure no. that's
0: okay. not going to happen. <laughs> all right.
1: I, all right. I'm going to go back be literally to housing. holding a shovel yeah. right now.
0: That right. I'm going to go back to housing. Um, I'm going to go back the, to to the project we sort of mentioned, and that's the redevelopment of the United Methodist Church at Second and Douglas. Um, City Council just heard the, the the latest plan. Jason, can you fill us in a little bit of where where that's at in the process? Sure.
1: Um, so the um, downtown Lee Summit apartment project, which is the very creative title that the developers have given it at this point, <laughs> uh, is it passed through uh, Planning Commission uh, last week, uh, and and there are I think a couple of tracks that it's going to go on now towards as it works its way towards fi- hopeful final approval. Um, at the city council, and the first one is tomorrow, uh, six o'clock. The TIF commission will be meeting to discuss the TIF application uh, for this project. For which project? For the downtown apartment complex. I'm
2: so, Okay, thank you. Uh, on on that that site.
1: On that site. Yeah. Uh, and then on the 19th of March, uh, the project, the development plan for the project. Will come to city council. Um, and I'm assuming that the TIF plan or the TIF application is uh, recommended for approval at that commission level. It'll come up to the city council level at some point thereafter. So there will be multiple meetings and probably a couple of different public hearings about the project in different parts of it over the next month at the city council level as well as tomorrow at the TIF commission. Is that enough for you, Nick?
0: That's enough. I All appreciate right. it. That's, Look, en-
1: that's
2: enough housing for sure. Although again, the- that brings housing downtown, which is ultimately what we want.
0: <laughs> and I and I know that Jason, your, your your thing is process, so you got to talk a little bit about the process. I want to move on. We've had some other questions come to us about the the, the school district and some issues surrounding the school district. I want to start with I think I think the, the the big one that's right now in front of us, and that's an upcoming election for two open seats on the board of education. John, I'm going to ask you to come in really quickly and just. Update us on the eight names, the eight candidates for the ballot. Eight?
1: Oh, my God. I thought it was six for a minute. No, there's
2: eight eight on the ballot. Uh, Mike McManus, uh, Mike Allen, Paul Dornan, Bill Birmingham, Amy Turgeon, Don Olson, Judy Hedrick, and Kathy Campbell are our eight candidates. Uh, They will, uh, uh, in theory, appear next or in a few weeks uh, at a chamber forum on March 13th. Uh, I know that the that uh, the uh, Pack Foundations for Our Future has interviewed those candidates and are are putting those videos up online for for. There's going to be a lot of opportunity for voters to get to know these candidates, including in, in, including, including this. On, and on this, this show, is, that's where I was going. We're, we're yep.
0: currently uh, scheduling those those interviews right now. Actually, Jason, we have our first interview. Tonight, so as soon as we get those completed, we will be putting those on the Link to Lead Summit website. John, I want to ask you another question. Yep. are you able maybe to tell us a little bit about what you learned during those those foundations for our future interviews?
2: I uh, what I will say about that is that uh, is that voters are going to to want to to really dive into those videos. Uh, I'm not going to talk about particular candidates, no. Uh, because I'm not on that pack, I I, I work as a a, a, a pay consultant on that pack. But I will tell you that 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 each each interview came with it some 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 very good information about that candidate. We went through the, the foundations went through those interviews, and, and what we've done is you'll see on the YouTube page for foundations the entirety of the interview is there. But then we've also broken down each interview by question. Where if you just want to go listen to question number three, you can play a video where every single candidate asks answers question number. Number three or if, the, if you want to go here what do you believe your relationship is your relationship should be with the superintendent as a board member you can go on and listen to that question And I really like that they've done that this year that they've really broken those interviews down and like I said between that and what you guys are doing on link and what the chamber is going to do man people are going to have every bit of information they can have to put the hopefully the best two candidates on school board and and, and start to kind of right the ship
0: I just went a little weird there in the camera switching. Jason, <laughs> what are what are maybe, Are you
1: the one that's switching the camera?
0: Yeah, I know. I'm I'm not very good at it. He yeah.
1: isn't. We don't have a pay, we don't have a paid camera switcher yet. No. no.
0: Uh Jason, why don't you maybe tell me a little bit of what are what are some questions that you have? What are some things on the top of your mind as we start to meet these candidates and look for for who might best serve in those two open seats?
1: All right. Well, I mean, I think that, you know, if we want to just take what's been in the news, a little bit. Um, there's obviously been a lot of conversation about uh, equity since Dr. Carpenter came onto the district. That's been one piece. And I think that now with the release and uh, recommended approval or the approval of the equity plan last week at the school board um i think then there's some time and and i think we're going to get into this a little bit about what that means and what impact that's going to have on conversations at the school board level and then the policies that that work their way down into the classrooms um and into the the lives of our students as we go so i think that's one piece um i think you know I mean we Maybe we didn't answer this as well as we should have when uh, Dr. McGahee uh, left the district about the role of the school board in relation to the superintendent. Um, there's still a lot of, I want to say, expressed discontent um, with the way that that interaction has been going. Um, I'm not sure I agree with it or not. Um, I don't have a, a, the strongest of opinions on that, but I think that that's something that is going to be Something that we're going to need to work through and have that conversation and put it on there. It's like, okay, so if we can differentiate amongst these eight candidates, you know, which ones, maybe the ones that have the strongest voice on or a certain tone or an idea on, this is what I think this relationship should be or how it should be working, may, that may carry the day. Or it may be we end up with a big old pile of the status quo.
0: John, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this one at you sure. because you you've written about the about the the district and the school board and your your weekly column at Link to Lee Summit self plug yes um, well done one of the things you've talked about though is the relationship between the school board and the superintendent so I want to know maybe just and this is this is this is more asking you for some commentary sure. than it is asking asking for for factual reporting. Um, what would you like to see? How would you like to see the relationship? What's an ideal relationship between school board and superintendent? Well, d- d- d-
2: listen, right out of the gate, I'd like to, to know that, that school board members absolutely understand that. You know, we, We've heard from school board members in the past and even recent school board members that were just elected that say – you know, how, do you realize that, that you're the superintendent's boss? And they say, "Well, you know, we collaborate well." It's like, "Well, sure," and you need to collaborate well, and we need that out of all of our school board members and our administrators. But, 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 at the, ultimately, you, it's it, it's so hard to to. To feel like that we're back to right where we were a few years ago and 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 whether or not david planned that dr mcgee he planned it like that whether or not the the board just kind of succumbed to what he wanted to do whether or not he was in charge or they were in charge we really made a, a lot of vows as a community a few years ago during that very difficult time during that very public fight during this uh, lots of bad press and we're seeing it my god all over again so much press uh that that i don't believe is an indicator of our community in the least but here we are again going, ladies and gentlemen, do you understand your role as a board member that you are in charge of that superintendent, that you are ultimately making decisions on behalf of that person? And then, of course, then it all rolls down from there. Superintendent has so many people under his charge, and the assistant superintendents have people under their charge, and the building principals. But but the, the board's role, and, and, and what, what tells me that they don't understand uh, some of that, although one of those can one of those board members has owned that is that, that, you know, we just saw this year, you know, some major board policy violations and, and board members, uh, applying for jobs and, and, you know, you start to go, okay, what kind of training is going into our, to our board members? What, what are we talking about when they're elected? Who are we electing? It's the exact same conversation we have had in that building over at 220 Green, which is who are we putting at the dais? Do do they really understand morally and ethically? And and I think for the most part they do, but do do they get the totality of their job? And do they understand the sunshine law? And do they understand the board policies and what has been explained to them and what's ahead for them? But – at the very core, do they get that, that they are in charge of that position? And, and, and I, I want to ask that question of each and every one of them and get a definitive answer.
1: So I'll 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 follow that with a couple of thoughts. One is I think that there's a from from the time on the planning commission it takes every planning commissioner uh, in my experience now a year or so most of them anyway to really figure out their voice mm-hmm. to figure out that they have the capacity not only to just say what's in front of them but to demand more to demand something else to ask questions to push things one direction or another. Um, and it's difficult, even though you know we try to set up a thing where, like, we encourage our commissioners to do that. I would imagine that the school board is much the same way. They're unpaid, it's, you know, it's a volunteer but elected position, which is a really weird spot to be in. Right. And so, I wonder if the school board feels empowered. The school board members specifically feel empowered to to raise that question to ask those questions that you're talking about to to put forth those sorts of things and maybe that's something that that's a balance that needs to be had but I think we have to weigh that against and I'll, and I'll throw this out there is that you know one of the other things that we deal with is that there there should be a I think because the professionals are doing their job right, right? I mean that there are literally hundreds if not thousands of employees from You know, from cleaning staff on up through the superintendent, well, at least the assistant superintendents that are doing good work, that know what they're doing, that are trying the best they can to implement the things that are on there. And and then when these ideas and these new policies or these new directions or even the continuance of the same directions come up, there's a lot of difference that I think is due and owing to those decisions. But – where to balance that deference versus the empowerment is is a question that's it's a bit difficult to to, to come
2: out. All right, T- two things on that, uh, and I don't disagree, but but the first thing is when, when when you're talking about with board members who who have said in the last year and a half that that like with the innovation track 14 months ago, that, that they just saw that right before it goes to vote, that doesn't bode well to a collaborative conversation between the superintendent and the board. That doesn't show me that the board is holding accountable the superintendent if they're just getting agenda items right before they have to vote for them. We were supposed to be in a different place where our superintendent and our board were working together in a, in a way that was going to really be transparent and show people that absolutely both of them understand their role and their obligation. I, I, I haven't seen that 100% yet. When we have board members saying that that there are certain things that are just kind of brought to them and, and expected to vote on, that doesn't tell me that communication is happening in its best way. Number two, you mentioned all the people, all the employees that 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 are not at SLC that that, that trickle on down from the teachers to the custodians to the to the to the cafeteria staff. Those are the people whose voices aren't being heard right now. My God, the teachers aren't being heard right now and it's because they can't and i used to be the biggest critic when when i was at the newspaper and paper and people would not speak up or people would want to be anonymous and i used to say come on what do you have to lose you've got to speak up you've got to speak your mind we are not in an environment right now in our seven where teachers are comfortable with doing that. You just saw an article in the newspaper that had endless amounts of anonymous sources in it. And whether or not that's right or wrong, we're not gonna debate that journalistically right now, but we're in a position where uh, our, can I we, we could. We could
1: have an entire episode on that. And all the everybody like, uh, and like so and so leaves uh, the conversation. Yeah, right. And, we're and we're people like- just start
2: <laughs> dropping off. But man, we've got we've got some great brain power and some really dedicated people in our in inside our buildings that aren't being heard. At now because they feel like they cannot say anything. They feel like their voices either shouldn't be heard or can't be heard or won't be heard that's a huge piece that we're missing. If we're really going to have this conversation about all these hard topics about race and equity and what kind of community Lee summit is. And that we're in my opinion, again, we are absolutely not the community as it's being painted on social media. The teachers have to be the part of that, that conversation. How do we draw them in to be part of that conversation and tell them that they're comfortable to speak up right now?
1: How do we do that? That I don't have an answer to that.
0: Well, that's good. You just gave me the segue I wanted into into the next topic. It's not
1: really a segue if you say a segue, by the way. (laughs) I just want that noted.
0: (laughs) I'm the word nerd. I'm supposed to call you out. God, is this how
1: you guys are every week? This is how we are every week. The first rule of Segway club is we do not talk about Segway club.
0: (laughs) Okay, so... The big thing I think that 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 is on everybody's mind when we bring up the R seven school district right now, and that's because of, as you pointed out, John, perception through social media, through some some press in the metro area that, that that that's come out, and that's that's the conversations around the equity mission. It's conversations around race in our community and and in our school district. So I'm going to start. I'm going to go backward a little bit before we get into this, and and some of that is that that and. The equity plan, the mission was just put before the school board last week. It was unanimously approved. Yep. Um, we went over Jason and I went over some of the things in that l- last week. So I, I don't want to rehash all the, all of the all of the the different points in it. And I and I will just say that this is going to continue to evolve as as it as it forms people will have their opportunities at the very least through school board meetings to show up and have have their voice heard as that as that plan takes more shape and, and some changes are made but what i want to get to is, is this is communication and conversation and john you've you've again you've written about this some so am i'm, I'm going to start with with you 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 made a a point in 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 the Kansas City Stars article that that you were quoted in and that was that was when we're going to talk about these things, we have to be, and I hope I get this right, hard on issues but soft on people.
2: That's a David McGee-ism. I don't know if he took it from somebody, but David always, to his credit, would say – he would come into a room, and, man, we had some hard conversations over the years with David. But David always, 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 always said – uh, hard on issues soft on people because it when you when you do it the other way or when we start to get Too hard on people that whose, whose ideas we may not agree with or, or 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 not want to collaborate with on an idea then, then I think we lose all credibility. David was right on about that. We are not practicing that right now We're not as a community.
0: Well, okay, so here's I I would like maybe some some examples. I, I I liked the quote; it struck with me. But I may have had different images in my mind than you did. Mm-hmm. So maybe, where have we gone wrong? Where we we haven't hit the issues or talked about the issues hard enough? But maybe we've attacked people. Is is that what you're saying?
2: Yes, I'm saying that I'm saying that that right now with 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 just the raw racial conversation, it's hard to speak on that. And not and not be labeled in one way or another, or not be not immediately be discounted because well, if you don't acknowledge this, then then you're this. And, and we do have there's, there there are segments of the population that e- that either have said I don't believe it's in the in the uh, achievement gap, or I just haven't seen enough figures. Uh, to, to believe it. Now, we can argue till we're blue in the face. But instead of taking that opportunity to educate, but which which I think we would have done at one point to to go out of our way to educate those people, we just say, well, you know what? That's a white privilege thing. we don't we're not going to talk to them. And we discount those people automatically. We have we have we have cut and cut and cut and been so flammable in this community via a lot of things that have been in the media, not necessarily neighbor to neighbor with each other, but we have, we have taken away the ability to have, uh, reasonable, decent conversations because when we in this particular topic, I believe if we don't agree with what somebody's saying, we just we, we write them off as either one whole side of the coin or one other side of the coin. We're being hard on people and not hard on the issue. The issue at hand is, is right there. But I think the issue at hand also has created a huge subset of issues, which is what kind of community is Lee Summit? A. Are we an inclusive community? B. Are we a community of caring and a community of character? And we are. But man, we have lost all of that in this conversation. I mean, if you if you if you pay attention to the social media and pay attention to 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 what's happening on on Twitter and on some of these boards. We're, you you would you would if you weren't in Lee Summer for a couple of years you would wonder what happened here and I would I would argue till I'm blue in the face that nothing has happened here that we're just having a harder conversation a more difficult conversation we're still not having it in a respectful way at all.
1: All right, well, so let me let me take a different uh, angle. I don't necessarily yes. disagree with you, but I wonder. Um, and so from a from the from the flip side of that conversation, and I think you you did a really good job of relating to people those who nobody wants to be feel like they're being labeled a racist. Right. So I'm, I'm going well, to roll these things right onto the table, right? Nobody wants to feel like they're being called a racist, even if, I mean, and certainly no one wants to be actually called a racist. No. Because um, no, I very. Hope. I think there are very few people in our community and certainly very few people who are engaged in our educational community that would count themselves as a, you know, an outward white supremacist, right. just to put it out there. But um, at, a, at a certain point, I think there is from the from the flip side of that Is when the conversation turns to these disparities. I mean, so if we want to boil it right down to the the disparities in outcomes that we're talking about. Right. When we come down, as soon as we raise that, as soon as a lot of people who are advocating to address these things, they feel like the conversation is being shut down from the other side. Mm -hmm. Right. Yes. The you know, as soon as they say, "Hey, we have this achievement gap, and we can boil down," there's a racial achievement gap that we can show. As soon as the other side, you know, people hear that, a lot of people go wait, I'm not a racist. I don't want to, to talk about that right. as a whole. So how do we balance that? Is and, and I don't think you should have the answer to this, by the way. I think that this is what the school no, board is. No, no, no. The reason John's here is he has solve, he's supposed uh, to have all the answers. John is going to solve racism for us. <laughs>
2: I will I will no, but I will weigh in on that when you're done.
1: Okay, so my, I guess like the so the I think it's on the school board. And and the superintendent and, and this is where the rubber really meets the road with the equity right. plan, right? Is there's all these goals that we have to improve these these performance gaps to to close the performance gaps to to make a better representation of performance for everybody that's out there. How is the district or and I guess I'll ask you the, I'll ask this question. Okay, right. what do you think? Since you you're very concerned about the communication um, with the parents, with the teachers, with these people. Uh, all these different groups that we have right. in the district, how do you think we need to approach that? Now that the equity plan has been approved mm-hmm. and we are marching down this road in one form or another, how do you think that conversation needs to take place?
2: Okay. I actually just answered this question a few hours ago in, in Kelly Wachel's office. She's the public information uh, uh, director for the district. And one of the questions she asked me was was loosely related to what you just said. And, and my answer is uh, we need... We need to get stakeholders, parents, uh, residents, taxpayers. We need to get everybody in a room. And I don't want this to sound Pollyanna and say we need to have some big discussion. But we need a third party to moderate and, and have everyone there that can answer questions and really have honest discussions uh, in, in in very much a town hall forum and not have it look like this thing that happened a couple of years ago when we had all the school board members up there talking about why we hired Dr. Carpenter, not that kind of thing. And in fact, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, if you can, if you can close your eyes and imagine this, I wouldn't even have anyone on the stage. Everyone is in the crowd. We're all having a conversation. There's three microphones and one, two, two, one or two people are running this thing and saying, let's ask questions. Let's show data. Let's have a real conversation about race so that we can all leave this room. And, and, and we're not going to fix everything when we leave that room. But you have a really really big divide in this community right now and it's not necessarily on racial lines but it is along the I believe you or I don't believe you lines or like you said this group doesn't feel heard and the other group feels like you're yelling too loud or vice versa we got we have got to fix that and we have to we have to have an event that opens up a, a, a dialogue that is inclusive to everybody and brings teachers in and brings students in and this gosh this may be a three or four hour event but we have to do something, or maybe it's a series of events, we have to do something that starts to address these issues and bring in people from the business community and bring in parents and people that want to have this conversation and not necessarily say, we're going to have everyone in to talk about this particular subject tonight, but let's have an honest talk that's run by people that really know how to run a forum and do something like that in this community. If not, we're going to continue to debate this on social media and have this, this ridiculous conversation about, are we this, this uh, uh, there's, we had this cataclysmic episode in Lee summit where overnight we, we became uh, racist and and the whole community was, is is having this issue. None of those things have happened. What we have started to do is have a dialogue about, about inequities in our school and that has trickled over to inequities in our community. And that has trickled over to I'm not being heard. And that has trickled over to us against them. Man, we've got to fix this. I told Kelly today, I felt like the community after that star piece and that video, the community is at a boiling point with this. And we have to address it. And it has to come from the top. How do we fix this? You asked me that. I don't have the answer, but I we fix it with the superintendent and the board taking leadership positions to say, let's have that conversation. That man has every right as a superintendent to to make a call out to the community, just like any community leader in this community would and say, let's let's talk. It could be at the Stanley. It could be at John Knox Pavilion. It could be anywhere. But we need to do that. He's got to make that call and the board has to make that call. And they have to do it soon because we're right here. I feel like that article did nothing but put more harm in front of us instead of getting into any solutions.
1: Okay. So I got two things. One, I think this would be a great idea for a live town Hall, Town Hall, because um, we got to stay on brand.
0: Right, exactly. Thank you. All right. Uh,
1: secondly, uh, in the overall scheme of things, so the superintendent did suggest we have someone come in, and the messenger was very much attacked at that point. So are we at a better spot now than we were six or eight months ago when the PEG people were first proposed to have the conversation? Because right now, this is the problem that we run into, and, and this is where I think that we, we really get into the avoidances. You can sit here and say, and I think you and I have somewhat different takes on, on how we come about this whole thing, and that's cool. And we can have a conversation and not devolve into fisticuffs right. until we get really drunk. Right. And <laughs> Jason, but
2: <laughs> <Jason>. <laughs> Yeah, we are we are live. You realize that. I know right? that's why yeah. I say these things, yeah.
1: right? All right. Um because the look on your face is <laughs> is priceless to me even if it doesn't get on the video. Excuse me. I don't have
2: a cough button. I just coughed into the That's all right. Fun. So
1: but I'm I guess I would say this is we When this was first broached, these conversations were first broached, I think people felt a little bit surprised by them, um, but they very much – the response was very much not those – not this consultant, right? And so I guess – and so – that's in the past, and right. they they may or may not be the person that ends up in the future, and that's fine. And are we
2: in a better position s- from six or eight months ago? Is that what you're asking? I'm
1: saying now, are we, since this conversation is now bubbling up, it's getting okay. closer to this boiling point. I is. think it is. It's on the front burner, not the back burner. That's right. why we were talking about school boundaries and all sorts right. of things right. six months ago. It, are we in a better spot to make the decision to have the conversation without fighting about – Who's going to be the forum leader?
2: Whether whether we are or not, we have to.
1: But and let's let's
2: mark the checklist of things that have happened from since six months ago. Since six months ago, we have had two school board members blatantly break policy. Six since months ago, this district has been sued. By a superintendent that works inside the building over sunshine law violations. Since six months ago, we have had eight people uh, file for for candidacy for for school board. Six since months. Six since six months ago, we have never ever at the, at its core addressed and 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 come up until we passed this equity plan last week. Come up with real uh, plans and solutions to to talk about this this. Uh, this uh, uh, gap in in the scholastic gap among whites and blacks; those are the things that have happened in the last six months. It's only forced us into this almost into this corner, like we were, we were all recalled back and said we've got to have this now we have to have this talk and we we really needs to come from a place of more calm and and right now tensions are high i believe after that article maybe things cool down a little bit maybe we maybe we have a better discussion but but i don't believe it's it's i don't believe it's the consultant or anything else that drives this, I believe it's it's having something that's going to be inclusive to the community that tells people this is a safe place to talk, whether you're a teacher or a parent or a grandparent or a taxpayer or a business owner or whoever you are, that this is a place where we can all come and have this conversation. And you don't get the media involved. You make it about, you make it about Having a human conversation among people that probably have a a very Differing and and wide array of of ideas as it relates to race and
0: equity All right. Well, I want to I'm gonna jump in and and because it's my job I'm gonna bring this kind of full circle as, as we wrap wrap this up a little bit Can that same conversation about inequities and disparities and gaps can that same conversation is it parallel to what Jason brought up earlier when we were talking about housing. And on the city side, we're talking about who we wanna be in the future, what kind of a community. So is this the same conversation when we're talking about the schools and we're talking about and we're talking about the housing and the the type of people that move in is that is that the same thing are they parallel
1: they are unrelated by i mean i think they're they're very much related in that regard i think it's i would say it's probably harder for the city to talk about the school board the school level stuff because people's kids are involved and people get as as defensive as we tend to get when we feel invaded or threatened or pushed upon or whatever, whatever that, whatever the feelings that we have are, whenever we have those feelings, they're multiplied, amplified. I mean, everyone sitting at this table will testify that, you know, come at me, that's one thing, come at my kids and them fight, right? You know, that's when we get really mad. So that's, in in a lot of ways, I think Dr. Dr. Carpenter has a much tougher job on his hands to work through this conversation than does the city council.
2: Mm-hmm. I would agree with that. Absolutely. I, you know, we, we, I, I just, I think we're, we're. I don't want to, I don't want to repeat myself, but I just, I think we're, we're getting close to the point where we're out of time. I mean, and you guys have done a great job here, getting topics out. There are some media outlets that still, uh, in some ways, cover day to day in Lee Summit. But, man, we're, 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 we're at a place where we have to have this conversation. Yeah, a lot of these topics are related. You know, We're, we're talking about housing and, and affordable housing and, and uh, achievement gaps and what's going on in the district and what's going on at City Hall and what's going on in our neighborhoods and our communities. They're all very much related. But the, the school topic has, 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 I think, superseded all of them. We're, we're at a point – I mean, the next piece that comes out that, that, that remotely even looks like this piece – uh, it, it's just gonna, I, you know, it, maybe it's just, maybe it's just me, but I'm about to get sent over the edge on it. We have to, I think we have to have this conversation. It's 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 imperative for us to to stay together as a community. We're 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 going to start to see the end result of 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 these uh, of these narratives getting out about Lee Summit. You know, and I I'm not I'm not trying to say you know people aren't going to move here anymore. Or, you know, people are going to be taking their kids out of the schools, but those are don't kid yourself that those aren't conversations that are happening right now. Based on what kind of community is Lee Summit, and who are we, and how inclusive are we, and do we welcome people? Man, we got to ta- we from a city and a school standpoint, we have to tackle that.
0: All right, well, that's going to wrap up. I appreciate it, and I'm going to say this, John, is now is the time. We always, Jason, we always say this that that you can affect more change right here on a local level than you can anywhere else in the state, in the country. So get involved have that conversation go to your neighbor go to the go to to whistle stop post coffee go have those conversations with people also show up there are public meetings you can go to you can go to a school board meeting you can yep. go to a city council meeting you can go to a public hearing there'll be a lot i think there'll be a lot of engagements
1: on the equity plan as well yes
0: and there's and there's much. chances right now as the city has that conversation of who do we want to be but page and find that there's another one on Thursday night you can be involved, you can go to the website, you can go to the LS Ignite website, you can take part there and make your voice heard. That is the only way you can be a part of the conversation. And We can get past this point, John, as you said, this boiling point that maybe we we appear to be getting on. And I think the other thing is, I like to say this a lot, embrace that hard conversation. It's hard to talk about race. Yes. It's hard to talk about socioeconomic differences and inequities. That's I mean, to hard. be clear,
1: as soon as we're done here, John and I are having a fight. So. <laughs>
0: Those questions are hard, but we will be better for having them. Yes, I think John, Jason, John just gave us what our next live town hall should be. I, I so thank you for that. Sure. Well, mandate, share, we'll,
2: John. well, I we'll think share all the profits with yeah, you.
0: Yeah. You know, <laughs>
2: I want to tell you I'm impressed with the engagement today. You know, we we had half a dozen or more. Gosh, probably ten or maybe I'd say half a dozen, maybe ten or twelve questions sent in from from people who listened to the show and readers and people who emailed you or or put them on the page and, and some very thoughtful questions and some we weren't able to get to. I know there's a lot of topics about development, about Paragon star, about, about uh, what's going on downtown with the performance base. You know, a lot, there's a lot of things that, that just, there's no movement right now, but, but as that news comes up, We need to have those conversations you know if those all those developments happen this town looks completely different in five years and of course that starts to affect police and fire service and all these topics that we're having and we didn't even talk about our fire chief has has has, uh has retired and we're going to see a new fire chief interim fire chief here soon and and there's there's a lot going on in the city and i I love that people were so engaged in this and, and asking us questions ahead of time Hope I didn't steal your thunder. I just wanted to did. say that you totally, no, I, totally <laughs> threw my
0: stuff. But hey, actually, I just I just want to say, guys, I think we got a good vote of approval today. My mother in law is on watching, oh, so I, I don't think we said any bad words or did anything to embarrass. Well, the
2: question is, is, is your wife actually watching?
1: <laughs> no, Steph- okay. no, and, and by the way, just just is so your that, wife watching? Uh, hi, Karen and Stephanie is awesome. Just want to say that out loud. So. Yeah, nice, nicely done. She you guys. is.
0: She is. And now you stole my thunder too. So, we're, <laughs> hey, we will continue to talk about all of these issues, and, and and we will continue to bring as much of the news and the important things that come to you through the LinkedIn Summit website as well as through the Lee Summit Town Hall. Remember, you can catch episodes every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Go to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or whatever your favorite flavor of podcast app is. We are there. Subscribe, rate us, tell tell us how we're doing.
1: Send us mean tweets.
0: Send us mean tweets. Give us some ideas, some topics to, to talk about, what's on your mind. Thank you all, and we will talk to you on Friday.